98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Monetary Authority says a planned financial summit next month will show that the SAR is back in business. The government says that from tomorrow the vaccine pass system will include children aged between 5 and 11. And the government puts up three residential sites in Kai Tak, Stanley and Kennedy Town for tender. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority says more than 30 leaders of global financial institutions will attend a summit it plans to host here in just over a month. As Joanna Wong reports, the long-planned event is intended to show that the SIR is back and open for business after more than two years of quarantine and social distancing. The Monetary Authority's Chief Executive Eddie Yu said top executives and chairs will be among some 200 representatives from over 100 major institutions, including banks and securities companies and private equity and venture capital firms. He told the South China Morning Post that the response had been overwhelming. It's really great to be able to reconnect with the global community physically. Uh, And what we really want them to do is to come here, see that Hong Kong is back and also come here on the ground to see and feel the vibrancy of the place uh, so that they know they have a better idea of the opportunities here. But of course, we also want to be a welcoming host to make sure that uh, they can make the best use of of their time in Hong Kong to not just uh, attend the summit, but also to see their teams and meet their clients whom they have not met for maybe almost three years. The theme for the Global Financial Leaders Forum is navigating beyond uncertainty. According to the program released on the authorities' website, a welcoming dinner will be held at the M-Plus Museum on November the 1st, with a summit running from 9 in the morning to 2 p.m. at the Four Seasons Hotel the next day. Those who will speak in panel discussions include Blackstone Press, Jonathan Gray, Morgan Stanley CEO James Gorman, UBS Chairman Colm Kelleher, and the Chief Executive of Goldman Sachs, David Solomon. Mr. Yu said he was grateful to them and the others who've decided to attend the summit at a time when some anti-epidemic controls remain in place in Hong Kong. He said for most of them, this will only be a short visit, and the SAR needs to ensure they can meet people, do business, and build relationships in the kind of business-as-usual way they expect from a vibrant international city. He said the recent scrapping of hotel quarantine and relaxation of other control measures is helpful and provides a good basis for the summit's success, underlining Hong Kong's status as an international financial centre. Children aged between 5 and 11 will be required to have had at least one jab to enter regulated venues such as restaurants from tomorrow as the government extends its vaccine pass to cover the age group. Civil Service Minister Ingrid Young, who's in charge of the vaccination drive, says that around 50,000 affected children are unvaccinated. She says officials will continue to communicate the importance of vaccinations to parents. We need to keep promoting and providing information on the jabs to parents. The busy start of the new academic year is over, so we will focus on more promotion at schools. We will also do more activities online and at shopping malls so as to attract the attention of parents to get their children vaccinated. Education sector lawmaker Chu Kwok Kung has called on the government to introduce measures to counter the impact of a drop in the numbers of students. He told an RTHK program it's expected primary and secondary school student numbers will continue to fall in the coming years and schools are worried they may have to cut classes or even face closure. He added that smaller class sizes had advantages and should be protected. 
每一班如果減到二十幾人。If each class could be cut to less than 30 students, teachers can take care of each student better, including their emotional needs. It's not just to avoid cutting classes and closing schools, but to improve the quality of education at the same time. Turning overseas, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has announced nearly 200 billion US dollars in extra funds to be used, if necessary, to shield citizens and businesses from soaring energy costs. The German finance minister Christian Lindner said the country was in a new energy war. Turning to the weather, it'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers, isolated thunderstorms tonight and tomorrow morning. Sunny intervals. Temperatures will range between 26 and 31 degrees. Moderate to fresh easterly winds and the outlook. We can expect a few showers on Saturday. Sunny intervals during the day and it'll become fine early next week. Currently at the observatory, it's 28 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 82 percent. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The landlord of Hong Kong's only beverage carton recycler has given the firm another grace period of six months. That means Mill Mill can operate at its current Yunlong op- location until the end of June 2023. But the recycling firm has responded by saying the decision came out of the blue. Frank Young reports. Mill Mill had been told to move out from its location by the end of this year, as the Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks wants to turn the industrial estate it's located in into a high-tech park. The firm has signed a three-year lease for the site in January 2019, and was later given a one-year extension. The HKSTP has stressed this final offer aims to strike a balance among various factors, including the long-term development plan of the planned Inno Park and the interests of all stakeholders in the innovation and technology ecosystem. In response, Milmil said the announcement came out of the blue. And it only learned of the latest arrangements from the media. The firm said it's yet to receive a reply from the Environment and Ecology Bureau regarding its inquiries. The recycler also said it's difficult to make proper follow-up arrangements with a new deadline. The government is putting up three residential sites for tender in the coming quarter as part of its land sale program. The plots in Kai Tak, Stanley, and Kennedy Town are expected to provide 2,500 units. With the sites and redevelopment projects, total private housing supply in the three months to December is expected to reach 5,900 units. The development minister Bernadette Lin says, despite serious economic challenges, the government won't supply won't slow the supply of land for housing. I would like to stress that the government is keenly aware of the public expectation for us to increase as well as expedite land and housing supply. We also know too well that land resources remain an important capital for the future development of our society. We cannot afford to slow down our efforts in supplying land just because of the economic situation before us. So we will continue to adopt a multi-pronged approach to increase land supply and sustain our efforts in providing land to support Hong Kong's development. A new study suggests high costs and lack of awareness are among the factors deterring people from being screened for cancers. Researchers questioned some 400 people and found a majority had never been screened. They said 40% didn't know about screening for colorectal cancer. Chinese University professor Ikeo led the research. He explained why there was widespread reluctance. Screening are not things that people like to do because many people don't want to know, and the, 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 some of the screening procedures can be quite unpleasant.、Right? So many people would be would be taken aback and probably don't, don't like to do it because it's something that is so unfamiliar.
Self-exiled politician Ted Hoy has been sentenced in absentia to three and a half years in prison for jumping bail. The former Democratic lawmaker fled Hong Kong nearly two years ago and is now living in Australia. Maggie Ho has the details. Ted Hoy was given permission to travel overseas when he was granted bail after appearing in court to face nine charges relating to the 2019 protests. He left Hong Kong in November 2020, saying he was attending climate change meetings in Denmark. He later revealed that he had landed in the UK via Denmark and has since relocated to Australia. In sentencing him to contempt of court for breaching his bail conditions, just as Andrew Chan noted, Hoi had presented false invitations from a foreign political organization and a false itinerary in order to mislead the police and the court into letting him travel. The deception was carefully orchestrated, he said in his written judgment with the consequences that public confidence in the administration of justice had been greatly undermined. He said Hui's actions not only made a mockery of the criminal justice system, but also amounted to the commission of the offence of perverting the cause of public justice, saying the wanted fugitive had shown no remorse. The judge also ordered Hui to pay the legal costs of the proceedings. President Xi Jinping and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida have failed half a century of diplomatic relations between their countries. The president said in a message that 50 years ago Beijing and Tokyo had had the foresight to make the decision to normalise bilateral ties, opening a new chapter in their relations. Wendy Wong reports. In his message, President Xi said China and Japan have reached a series of important agreements and continuously deepened exchanges and cooperation in various fields in the past half-century. He said this has brought benefits to both countries and the people, as well as promoting peace and development in the region and the wider world. At the Tokyo ceremony to mark the milestone, China's ambassador to Japan, Kong Shen Yo said that diplomatic ties between the two stood at a new start and an important turning point. He made his remarks alongside Japan's foreign minister, Yoshimasa Hayashi, who said both countries share great responsibilities. The relationship between Japan and China has much potential, but also a great number of challenges and obstacles. Both Japan and China share a strong responsibility for the peace and prosperity of the region and the world. Now it's expected for us to greatly rely on the knowledge and experience we have forged in the past 50 years. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said he would like to build constructive and stable Japan-China relations for the peace and prosperity of the two nations, the region and the world. The two countries remain economically intertwined. China is Japan's largest trading partner and Japan is China's second largest after the U.S. Diplomatically, ties also seem to be improving. There have been reports that Mr. Xi and Mr. Kishida could hold talks online or in person in the coming months. A senior foreign ministry official says China has the confidence to meet the fight head-on against actions that harm China's national interests. The comments from Vice Foreign Minister Ma Xiaoxu came during a briefing on the future of Chinese diplomacy ahead of the 20th Party Congress in mid-October. He said no one can stop the nation's development and progress. Our diplomatic fight is aimed at words and deeds that harm China's national interests and dignity 
safeguarding our own legitimate rights and interests, opposing hegemony and bullying, and upholding international fairness and justice. We use our actions to tell the world that the era of the Chinese nation being trampled by others is long gone, and no force can stop China's development and progress. Going forward, China's diplomacy will continue to overcome difficulties and forge ahead bravely and always be a loyal guardian of the interests of the country and the people. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has capped her four-day trip to Asia with a stop at the demilitarized zone dividing the Korean peninsula. There, she emphasized her country's commitment to the security of its Asian ally in the face of an increasingly aggressive North Korean or North Korea or DPRK. I cannot state enough that the commitment of the United States to the defense of the Republic of Korea is ironclad. The DPRK has a ballistic missile launch program and are destabilizing the peace and security of this region. Our shared goal, the United States and the Republic of Korea, is a complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. North Korea fired an unidentified ballistic missile just hours after Ms. Harris left the South in what was Pyongyang's third launch in less than a week. The British Prime Minister Liz Truss has defended her government's mini-budget, saying she had had to take decisive action. Ms. Truss said the measures, included, including sweeping tax cuts, were necessary to get the economy moving. The important thing is that the British government acted to make sure that people are protected from these high energy costs, to make sure we're getting the economy going. And of course, a lot of the measures uh, that we've announced won't happen overnight. You know, we won't see the growth come through overnight. But what's important is that we're putting this country on a better trajectory for the long term. The International Monetary Fund has raised concerns about the new policies which have prompted a collapse in the value of the pound. Sport and Denmark's national team has unveiled a World Cup shirt that criticises Qatar's human rights record. The BBC's Adam Samuel reports. Denmark will wear toned-down shirts for the World Cup to protest against host nation Qatar's human rights record and its treatment of migrant workers. Kit provider Hummel has also designed a third all-black kit to represent the colour of mourning. Hummel said it doesn't wish to be visible in a tournament that it claims has cost thousands of migrant lives. Qatari officials, though, continue to maintain that the actual total figure of deaths is 37. And shares in the German luxury car maker Porsche have risen on their debut on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange in what's been one of Europe's biggest flotations in years. The sale will raise more than a nine billion US dollars, and Porsche's owner Volkswagen said the funds will accelerate its move towards electrification. And a quick look at our top stories. The, uh, the Monetary Authority says a planned financial summit next month will show that the SAR is open for business and the government says from tomorrow the vaccine pass system will include children between 5 and 11. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist your voice is calling, tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. 
And if you've just arrived home from a bit of a day of it, this is a great opportunity to kick back and relax for 45 minutes of music from a bygone era between now and midnight. And if you'd like to choose one yourself, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. First one for you tonight, Paul Weston and his orchestra with Doris Day. Together at last I saw her face 